to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Welcome to this Grit and Grace Life podcast. I'm Darlene Brock, and times are crazy right now, aren't they, Julie? I mean, legit crazy. Hey girl, hey, I'm Julie Graham. I was already a little bit crazy, but I'm admittedly slightly more eh, befuddled. I don't know that I've ever actually used that word to describe myself, but (laughs) I feel like it's accurate. Yeah, I do. I actually could see you befuddled many times in life, but I think you may be at an all-time high. I'm not sure. Well, I just showed you that Barbie meme of like, this is how I feel after having my child home for 36 hours. Uh Am I going to make it? I don't think so. I mean, maybe. (laughs) I know the feeling. Oh, no, I don't because I'm not dealing with that. Well, I mean, you you have your grandson home. And so you're watching Lauren try to handle it. I am. Yes. (laughs) Well, here's the deal. We're all in a season right now of varying levels of chaos and crisis. Yes, we are. I mean, this time is so different, Julie, than anything I've ever lived through. And, you know, I've lived a thousand years now. (laughs) Um, But it's true. This, everything has halted. The world has stopped and nothing seems normal. Nothing is normal. Mm -hmm. Nothing we're doing any day of the week is what we've done before. For us, it didn't feel right to not talk about the number one thing that is on everyone's minds right now, and it's varying levels of fear. If there's one thing you take away from this conversation, it's the idea that we're all dealing with the struggle that the uncertainty of this life is the only thing that is certain. Well, and I've never seen anything as uncertain as where we are right now, because we have no control of anything. I think for me, that lack of control kind of unnerves me, Julie. And then it can take me to fear. It can take me to anxiety. It can take me to, you know, wondering what tomorrow's going to look like, wondering what six months from now is going to look like. You know, it brings a lot of trepidation. Yeah. I mean, we were talking off mic before we started this conversation, and I just admitted, as of maybe yesterday, I started to actually feel like this was a little bit more of a serious deal than I had been before. I mean, I'm kind of a fly by the seat of my pants, leggings, let's keep it real, um, (laughs) kind of girl. And I've kind of been like, "Eh, it's all being overblown. And you know, that may or may not be true. But as I was having my laser hair treatment, and my specialist admitted that he had just gotten off a cruise the day before, all of a sudden I felt some fear. I felt some, uh uh-oh, this just got real. Is this thing going to affect me personally now? It's not just the uncertainty of the times we're living in, but I started to feel like, should I be taking this more seriously? And I know for some of our friends, they've been feeling that way for a while now. And you know what, Julie, it is not unusual or it's not even wrong to have some fears. It's, It's pretty normal for us to go things aren't the way they should be. We don't know what it's going to look like in the future. And that makes us afraid. It's a normal emotion and it's not one to be ashamed of. So we kind of want to unpack that a little bit and figure out what we're afraid of and where our hope is. I do think there's been a little bit of, you know, social shaming of people, you know, across the internet one way or the other. And we definitely don't want to be that. So I love that you said it's completely normal to be feeling 
you know, a set of fear, anxiety, worry, even some, you know, going into panic. One of my best friends is significantly concerned because she knows that her mom is in the population that would be considered high risk. And so, um, she's genuinely concerned. And and as I've listened to her, I've thought, yeah, it makes sense for her to be concerned. And she's a little more like me. We're normally the kind of like, ah, not a big deal. But watching her have this concern, I've just tried to be her friend and say, I get it. It's totally right for you to be taking precautions. Don't be ashamed of those things. But I think what we're trying to say here in this conversation is we can't let those healthy and normal and completely understandable fear reactions begin to drive us into an unhealthy place that we, we stay consistently. It's true. If we dwell in fear, if that's constantly in our mind, it begins to rob us. It begins to destroy the good parts of our life because it consumes, it overtakes. And it distorts. Like It, it changes what, what you really believe and, and it, it shifts the truth. That's right, Julie. It absolutely does that. And that's something we don't want to happen in this season. It's something that we want to figure out how to overcome. And maybe you overcome it one day and then three days later it comes back and then you have to overcome it again. But what our goal is to, is to have 80% of our time during this season where we're looking at everything positively and we're going back to our strength and our hope and we're not dwelling in fear. I mean, I think we've drawn that connection that being in fearful scenarios is going to lead us to struggling with worry. And one of the things we've learned about worry that we've all dealt with is that worry really robs us of any joy we have. I love that you actually researched the word worry because that's who you are in this relationship. I do. Everyone say a little thank you to Dar for teaching us all the things all the time. But apparently the word worry comes from the old English term that means to strangle or to choke. I love that because that's exactly what worry does. That's exactly what it does. Yeah, it it takes the life out of whatever it is you're involved in. It strangles it. It chokes it. It cuts everything that's good off. Well, and I've also heard it said that worry doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. So even just kind of having those two word pictures in my mind of strangle and choking and, you know, taking the strength from tomorrow, that for me is a little tip that when I start to get worried about this, I need to remember, like, am I really going to sit here and allow myself to be strangled by the unknown? That's not going to help me. It's not going to help the people that are quarantined with me. I mean, I'm not (laughs) quarantined, but I'm trying to do the social distancing thing that is so fun and easy for me. Yeah, you love it, don't you, Julie? <laughs> Social distancing for Julie is only having 14 people around her, not 140. I know, I'm like, girl gang is less than 10 people. I think they can come over, except this whole laser cruise situation might put a kink in this week's girl gang. You know, I think one of the things that is uh, so unsettling right now is the fact that we find our security in a few things in this world, in a few things in our everyday life. And of course, the top of this right now is our health. We have security in the fact that we're healthy and things won't touch us. And then to find something like this, that out of the blue it looks as if anybody could get it and to varying degrees of how it affects you. Mm-hmm. Another security thing that we tend to look to to keep us feeling confident about life is our finances. And we've been watching the markets for the last three plus weeks and it's just getting worse by the day. And so that has a lot of people feeling very unsettled. 
Yeah, not only the market, which is like a, it's not even like a yo-yo. It doesn't go back up. It just keeps going down. But not only that, we have people who are having to close their businesses mm-hmm. for a period of time. and An may, unknown period of time. Exactly, unknown. And then, then what will happen when it's time to open? Will they be able to continue in life? Mm-hmm. So it is very frightening to look at the financial picture as it is now. Well, and not just the financial part, but sort of tied to that, a lot of us find our security in our job, whether that's we find our identity from our job. I know Megan on episode 116 talked about that struggle in her life, and and we would say you shouldn't be finding your identity in your job, but there is a level of you know pride and purpose that a lot of us find in our job. And so if we're in a place where now we're not able to work, that makes us feel unsettled for various reasons. Well, and I know for you, Julie, routine is really important. You are mm-hmm. such a disciplined person mm-hmm. that you actually exercise regularly you trained for an event you do everything systematically I kind of cruise so I don't, <laughs> don't say do cruise that. just kidding <laughs> yeah, that's a bad phrase right now isn't it well cruise through life let's mm-hmm. start there um, so routine when your routine even if you're not a person who does well with routine mm-hmm. you do have things that you go to or whether it's church or a club or, you know, if you do exercise or meet with your friends, there are things that are normal to you Mm -hmm. in the everyday life that is, they're disrupted at this point. Absolutely. I mean, my child obviously is out of school. Um, like you said, my gyms are closed. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, you know, different group meetings we're a part of, who's meeting, who's not meeting. Um, and, and my child, the first couple of days, he was like, Mommy, I love coronavirus. We get to spend time together. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I kind of want to write this down because, I mean, this is going to be a moment in our family history we'll always remember. And God, please let it be short. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, He loves it because he thinks we're going to just spend all of these waking moments together. And it's like, no, there's still life to be done here. (laughs) There's still work to be done here. Um, And so, yeah, that routine thing. And I think one of the other big things we find our security in that right now feels a little unstable is government. And wherever you fall on whatever side of the line, there's a lot of conflicting messages. And the truth is, is we're in, you know, something that our country has never seen on this level before. So nobody really knows what to do yet. And that makes us all feel a little uneasy, especially it being an election year. Well, and in addition to that, we have to recognize that our government is a combination of human beings. And we can't put our confidence in human beings to take care of all the problems in life because we're imperfect. We don't have what it takes to make all the right decisions at the right time in the right way. So when you depend on government... It doesn't matter who is in charge, they will always fail at something. So we've sort of painted this picture of we're all being fearful. And one, we're saying it's okay. Two, we're saying it's it's semi-unavoidable. But we're also saying if the truth is that there's a level of uncertainty in this life that is certain, is there any hope we can bring to our friends who are listening to this episode? Like, I don't want to leave them in this place of, Yep, you're going to be fearful for a while. Where do we want to take them? Because there is hope in a grit and grace life, right? There is. And Julie, for us, and I think it can be for everyone, our hope is found in our faith. Because this world will be uncertain. It doesn't matter whether it is on a global stage like it is right now. It doesn't matter if it's in a personal relationship or a personal experience that you're going through. 
we live in a very uncertain world that has a lot of pain. So if you don't have something that you know you can trust or someone you know you can trust who will never fail you, then I don't know how you function through this uncertain world. I mean, our goal in even talking about these things is for you to recognize that with everything that we're facing right now, there is an opportunity here. There's an opportunity to take our eyes off of the fear and uncertainty that is everywhere to be found and instead fix our eyes on the one source of hope that is completely unchanging. The Bible says God was the same yesterday, today, and will be tomorrow. And the scriptures are littered with the fact that he is our rock and he is our sustainer, and he is the one who holds us even when things feel completely shaken. He is unshakable. Well, and I know a lot of people at times like this say, where is God? Why isn't he stepping in? Why isn't he doing something? And I believe he is. The reality of our faith is not that he fixes everything in every day, but what he does is he sustains our heart and he walks along beside us in the midst of it. And every time we experience anything that is painful and difficult, walking alongside God, we become stronger. We become better. We become more able to cope with life as it is and to offer other people hope because we've gotten hope from Jesus, the source of ours. I know as I've been kind of wrestling these last couple of days with really taking the situation a little more seriously, I've had to force myself to pause and to pray and to really call to mind the things that I believe to be true and need to be applied as a result of my faith. And I think there are two things that we really need to kind of set our minds on and actively walk out during these confusing times. And the first is that we really need to change what we're thinking and what we're doing. The Bible tells us that we actually can take our thoughts captive and turn them to things that are godly and to thoughts of God himself. And that's something we really need to be actively doing in this season. Well, and I think there's an everyday part of that, the scriptures that talk about taking control of your mind, and that is think about good things. And it, you know, I'm with you, Julie. I think that the source of our strength is in our relationship with Christ and our time with Him. Mm -hmm. But I also think He has given us so many wonderful things in this world. Mm -hmm. The beauty of His creation. I mean, how amazing is it to see? The, the plants that he made, the trees, the, the calmness, the tranquility of his creation. But in addition to that, families, friends, mm -hmm. you know, board games, experience life together, the good things in life, and do those things, enjoy those things, think about those things, think about the treasure of your relationships. All of those are taking control of your mind and focusing it on the things that are wonderful and good that have been provided for us. We, we talked a minute ago about our routines being messed up. Um, and, and one thing I found myself doing this morning is, all right, I'm not getting up and going straight to the gym, which means my morning is slower, which means I can linger a little longer with my coffee and Bible and I can sit with Lincoln and do those things. And how many of us have complained about the fact that we want to do things that grow our faith, but we just don't have the time. We, we're running, running, running. Well, hopefully this will be an opportunity for us, whether we already love God and are pursuing a relationship with him, or we're looking for that hope that we're talking about. 
this is a time where we can put into practice some of these things that will help us grow. And one is to set aside some time, get off your social media feed, especially right now, and turn to the Bible or turn to, you know, a sermon somebody maybe shares with you or open up the Bible app and just read one of the devotionals. This would be a time where you really can kind of start this new practice or grow this practice as an act of faith, knowing that it will produce good fruit for you. If you're setting time aside for that, Julie, that also means you turn off the TV. Oh, yes. You take the two hours you've been watching the news or listening to the news and maybe only go to 30 minutes a day at most and take the rest of that time and do exactly what you said. Spend it in growing your relationship with the Lord, growing your relationship with the people around you. Um, I'm sure there's people next door down the street. I mean, I've, I've got a friend next door who's single that I only see when we walk and pass each other. And I sent her a text and said, Deb, I know you're strong. I know you're an independent woman, but I'm five feet away from the side of your house. So if you need anything, call me, Yeah, you know, and that's the kind of stuff we need to put our effort into. I know we had an article at the Grit and Grace Project that one of our licensed psychologists shared, and she talked about the fact that the more anxious we are about this you know, pandemic, the more susceptible we are. Um, and she really said that exact thing that you just mentioned, that we should purposefully limit our exposure to the news. So that's an act of faith and it's an act of discipline and it's a choice to focus on the good situations. I mean, if you if you have to be on social media, be looking for the positive things that are coming out of this because there really is an opportunity to focus on the fine good things, which is what Philippians 4, 8 tells us to do, to focus on the good even when bad things are happening. And that's something that I think we can be encouraging each other to do right now. Well, and I think not just looking at the good things of this world, but viewing The eternal things, Mm -hmm. taking our eyes off of the circumstances in the world that we live in today and look at the one that is literally eternal, that has no beginning and has no end. The one that when we do as Christians, when we do pass from this earth, the one that we will join, the one that, you know, at this point, Julie, I was talking to my husband, I was talking to Dan the other day and said, do you know how many people that we know now that are in heaven? It's probably more than we know here. Introvert probs. (laughs) I mean, I don't think that's true for me, but I I get it for you, I guess. Well, no, you're not my age either, so you don't have (laughs) all the generation before me that have gone on, you know. But I forgot how old you were. Yeah, well, we're not talking about that. We're not. That's that's not fear. That's just denial. (laughs) But no, it's true. There's so there's so much that we can look forward to. And not just forward to, but experience now. And that is the eternal perspective rather than the perspective of what is today. I think Lincoln actually, let's be real, he asks me about heaven a lot. Um, You may or may not know that his dad passed away. And so his dad is in heaven. We talk about heaven often. And we've had some opportunities even in the last couple of days. He knows that there's a thing called coronavirus. I I haven't really, I don't know how to talk to him about it. I think we have an article coming out soon that I'm looking forward to reading to help me with that. I'm just kind of postponing it and focusing on going to the pool right now. But um, the truth is, is it is an opportunity to be reminded of the good that is coming when, when the stress and the chaos of this passing world is over, we are going to a place 
that will have none of this chaos and drama. If we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, the one who connects us back to God, then we actually have nothing to fear. If the world really is ending right now, if we put our faith in Jesus, that actually brings hope and not fear. We do look toward the eternal, but you know what? There's a practical side of this too, Julia, and that is downtime. Mm-hmm. We're always running and having 14,000 things to do. Well, we're forced to not right now. Yeah. So in this downtime, let's Let's enjoy it. Let's switch it up a little bit and find things that we have always wanted to do. And I'm not just talking about cleaning out your closet. I know I thought about that today, but I, I've decided I'm putting that on like week three in case it's only a two-week situation. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but no, you're it, not just cleaning out your closet. I think it should be things like, you know, I've always wanted to watch this series, or I've always wanted to read this book, or I need to have a four-hour game marathon with my child. I mean, you know, my grandson and I played an hour-long Uno game the other day. It started becoming painful, but he had a (laughs) A blast. blast. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, those are things that I will never be able to do again, really. Do it now. I mean, you could catch up on the last 125 episodes of This Grit and Grace Life. I mean, that was a shameless plug. But I love that you're saying, like, the truth is, is we all have things that we've been, and you know, complaining about not having time to do. And I think that that is one of the biggest blessings of this whole scenario. I was trying to work yesterday with Lincoln being home, which is basically brushing my teeth with Oreos in them. And he was curled up right behind me, like literally trying to sit behind me. And he kept putting his feet like on my back. And and I just turned to him. I said, did you need something, bud? And he's like, I just want to be close to you, mommy. And I literally just kind of paused and turned around and I said, I'm glad that you're with me right now too, buddy. And it's one of those things where I feel like God is saying to me, like, take this time. You guys have heard me ad nauseum on this show talk about my insecurities of being a working mom, being a single mom. And I know that one of the things that I need to take away from this season is making quality connections with my son. Yeah, the reality is when he's 16, he'll go, hey, mom, where are the car keys? (laughs) So, you know, do it now. Do it now. So we started this episode talking about the circumstances we're in right now that we all find ourselves and the fear that can come. And again, we want you to know it's normal. It's not abnormal, but the fear can come. But let's make some choices. Instead of fear, let's look at some other things that we might do instead. I know we've all been told to social distance, and and we do hope that you're doing that. But the great news is is there are still ways that you can be choosing to show acts of kindness to people in your life that you know or even don't know. I mean, we talk about the dangers of spending time on the internet. You could actually choose to be one of the light bringers who is sharing, you know, words of encouragement or even just a laugh. I mean, we spent 15 minutes in our staff meeting today just laughing about lighthearted things that we're seeing around this scenario that really just give us a second to pause and lighten the mood a little bit. There's be one of those people. Well, and instead of worrying about the situation, why don't you offer a little bit of compassion to maybe there's a neighbor who's, you know, elderly and ill or just ill and they can't get their groceries, go do it. Mm-hmm. Say, I, I'll step up for you. I'll do whatever you need. Just give them a little bit of help. And if it's sitting down and talking to them or reading to them, do that as well. I think one of the big things that we have an opportunity here too is as Christians, if if you are of the Christian faith, like Darlene and I are, this is an opportunity for you to really live that out in a practical way to show, like we've said, both compassion to, to be honest and real and say, Hey, I'm scared over here too. 
but I'm putting my faith in the one who is faithful. And this is what this looks like. And this is, you know, how I can actively serve you to be the hands and feet of a good God that we believe in. I mean, this is kind of our time to shine. And I don't say that to kind of make you feel like you need to be leveling up, but it is an opportunity for us to really make our faith real in our own lives and to represent that in the lives of people who are looking for the hope that we all so desperately need right now. Well, and if you are uncertain in your faith, you don't have or you don't feel like you have a strong relationship with Christ, it's a time for you to do that, Mm -hmm. to step up, because what we can tell you is life is uncertain. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that is certain, not just that life is uncertain, but one thing that is certain is that if you ask, he'll answer. And for those of you who may not be secure in your faith or never had a relationship with Christ, we want to encourage you to do so. We believe with all our hearts that he is reaching into everyone's hearts, and he wants to establish a very personal relationship with you. And this is a good time to do it. This is a good time to reach out to God because I can promise you he will answer back. He loves you. He will be with you in certain times and uncertain times. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And don't we need that now more than ever? I'm actually going to put in the show notes some links to some articles that, like Dar said, if you're kind of new in faith or unsure or looking to start a faith, we will definitely put some resources there. Gosh, our heart in doing this episode is to just kind of have a true heart-to-heart with our friends who listen to this show. Um, we want to encourage you to focus on the good things in this season, even when you start to feel some fear creeping in, accept that that's a reality, but also choose to turn to your faith in that moment. And then it's okay. Go ahead and Netflix and make cookies and clean the closet if you want and be okay with the fact that maybe you're like me and you really don't want to. That's good too. We're all going to get through this season together, however long it may be. And we'll be here every single Tuesday and we'll be showing up every single day at Grit and Grace Life with content about what's happening and content that's completely unrelated so you can take a little brain break. So thanks for listening to this episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Okay, Julie. You are so out of your routine. You did not put a quote in this one. What is wrong with you? (laughs) Oh my gosh, you are so right. I totally tried to wrap this puppy up. You did. Unacceptable. All right, guys. I just found one that I think is just the thing we need to hear as we wrap this one up. It's a soft reminder. Not everything that weighs you down is meant for you to carry. So let's breathe a little sigh of relief and continue to live this life with grit and grace. If you're still feeling anxious, why don't you tune in next week? Because we've got something that is just for you. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Whether you're listening in Apple, Spotify, or streaming somewhere else, be sure to subscribe and review so you never miss an upcoming episode. You can also share this episode with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us or share us in your social media and tag us. Every week, we share all the details of what we discussed at our website, gritandgracelife.com. We'll catch you on the next one.